0: Back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Yeah, still, 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 Digital kill the radio star starts. Right. Now.
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. This is a special bonus episode. Chris couldn't be with me this week, so I'm flying solo. But I've got a uh, I've got a good guest on uh, that we're going to introduce here in just a minute. I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, first, follow us on Twitter at Digital Killed, like our Facebook page at Digital Killed the Radio Star, and follow us on Apple Podcast at Digital Killed the Radio Star. And uh, we would really appreciate that. Thank you everybody that's been um, listening the last couple of weeks. Our download numbers are up, so we really appreciate that. So like I said, Chris couldn't be with me this week, but that's okay. Uh, I've got a special guest here with us from the, uh, the band 308 Ghost Train. I have Train. Welcome to the podcast, Train.
2: Thank you, David. How you doing, man?
1: Man, I am well. It's a uh, it's a cold Sunday afternoon, sitting around uh, wishing there were some football on.
2: Yeah, man. I'm at the Battle of the Bands at Peggy's Corral in Palmetto, Florida, judging the Battle of the Bands. But I've got about ten minutes, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and chop it up. Hey, you heard the mic right there? Yeah.
0: The <laughs> fest.
2: I- day at, at Peggy's, and they're some of my biggest fans. So I got to come in. There they go again. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm here today to uh, kind of chop it up with you and, and see what's going on and uh, talk about Three Echoes.
1: Well, hey, listen, um, Train. Let me ask you this before we get into uh, everything: uh, kind of give us your musical history and background.
2: Well, I mean, I started out as a writer. Well, I was I was an artist years, you know, some years ago when I started out. I was in a band called called Angel Storm, and I did some stuff there. And um, I actually developed into a writer and then a producer, and uh, worked in Nashville for a number of years, and uh, I was a songwriter for a long time, and then I owned an independent record label and a music magazine back in about the mid-2000s, 2006 to 2013, I owned both, and uh, that's what really kind of, like, music's always been a part of my life, I mean, it's always been who I am, not what I do, so, I mean, there's nothing else for me, I... I never was really, there was two things that I was good at, being in the military and being in music. These were the two things I was good at. So there's a, and once I got out of the military, I got hurt in the line of duty. So there was no more military for me. I went back to the thing that I love best, and that's music. So um, I happened to be um, a guy who suffered from PTSD in the military. And I used music as my positive energy to channel my, you know, that energy to a a place where I could break free. And actually it it really helped to, you know, to cure me from that. And, uh, that was, uh, that was what music did for me. And music's been my, uh, music's been my inspiration all my life. And so I, uh, I, I, I owe music a lot and it's a gift that I have from up above. And, And I mean, I have some real interesting situations where, you know, a lot of the songs come to me in my sleep you know, parts of the songs, and then I, I, uh, you know, I finish them in the studio. So it's a little bit of a partnership between me and the Divine, which is interesting because, you know, I feel blessed and humbled that I'm able to have that gift. So, I mean, that's basically where it started at, and that's what brought me to where I am today. And what really launched my career, honest to God, was last year, I won the Posse Award for Song of the Year uh, for a pop song called We Are Us. And the night before, I actually um, got a chance to sing a song that I wrote. Uh, It is on the first EP, born in a while. It's called "I'll Unbreak Your Heart," and I got this standing ovation for like four or five hundred people for like twenty minutes. And really, honest to God, really, I thought it was a little bit too much. I said, "Really." I thought to myself, "Really?" But what it ended up being was an affirmation that how the messages and, and and the songs affected other people, not me. And I learned real quick that you know what I'm doing is kind of like spreading this word, this message, and then and then whatever people grab from it, they do. So the next night, I won the Posie Award, and I'll tell you what that 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 radio right for the Posie Award. Everybody wanted to book me all over the country. I didn't have a band yet. I hadn't even written the whole album. So I went back from, I went back from the awards and I wrote the whole album in a week. Now, you hear the first EP, Born in a Wild, but I wrote the whole album in a week and I decided to chop it up into two EPs um, and add another song. There's a couple songs that will be added in that are newer. Uh, and, but for the most part, I, I recorded a lot of them in that one week well, I wrote them and then I went to Nashville the next week and I recorded them. It was really kind of miraculous, uh, kind of magical. And I thought, wow, this is something special. So I, I just kind of did, the, the first thing I say about success is number one thing you got to have is self-trust, okay? Self-trust is the main component to success. You've got to believe that what you're doing, that you're doing the right thing. You have to believe in yourself. If you don't, you won't ever get past that. So right. that's basically what took me there. So that's that's what got me to where I am today.
1: Well, I'll tell you, when I've I've, um, I've listened to your EP several times, and the first thing that sticks out to me when I listen to it, uh, it's very very positive music. Was that a conscious decision on your part?
2: Um, I I don't know. I mean, I gotta tell you, David, I really don't know if it was conscious. It was. Like I said, a lot of the hooks or a lot of the lines of melody comes to me in my sleep. And then I work them. I go into my little studio and I work them. And what comes out of it, I think, is what's actually in my heart. So I don't know whether it was designed to do that. But if it is, it's because it's really in my heart. So, yeah, I'm going to say that maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. I feel like I'm just a messenger. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm a messenger for some greater cause than I could ever be myself. So, I mean, that, that's where I put myself at. So, you know, whatever whatever messages I'm I'm, I'm giving out, and I got to tell you, some people take them all different ways. I travel all across this country, and, like, they'll take a song like, this is my home. And people will say they think it's about this, and they'll think it's about that, and they'll think it's about this. I'll say, okay, and I don't say anything to them. But really it's an anthemic ballad or an anthemic song, not a ballad, an anthemic uh, upbeat song about cancer and beating cancer and cancer, fighting cancer. Cause I say in it, I tell big C, people don't catch that sometimes, but that's the cancer song. A lot of people have related it to all kinds of things, domestic violence, this, that, the other thing. And I just kind of shake my head cause I don't want to steal their thunder. But you never know what somebody—you never know what somebody's going to get out of a song that you write, and you should, the best thing you can do is let them just embrace it because maybe that's what they need.
1: Well, I've heard a lot of songwriters. I know I've heard Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam say this: that like once he writes the song and puts it out, whatever whatever uh, people's interpretation of it is, that's their interpretation, and it's right. Yes. Uh, Like, you like you know, the Pearl Jam song, Alive. People sing that like it's this happy song, and if you read the lyrics to it, it's actually very depressing. Yes. And and he has said, you know, uh, well, I mean, that's what they take from it? Then that's fine. There's no right or wrong way to interpret the song. And so that's interesting. Like I said, it it really stuck out to me, the positivity uh, of your lyrics. And um, you also put out a uh, Christmas song, and um, I hate I didn't get to get you on... before before christmas but tell us about uh is it santa bought yacht
2: oh yeah that's well actually that was kind of like a <laughs> santa bought yacht was kind of like a um i don't know that was a rebellious song for me because i was sick and tired of hearing the rehashes of all the old christmas songs and we hadn't had a real good original christmas song since uh maybe like you know adam sandler with what's that christmas song a holiday song
1: it was a yamaka song song and
2: and mariah carey had the all i want to be all i want to do for christmas is be with you or whatever that's like the bet like the greatest last you know original christmas song and before that it's like the eagles i'll be home for christmas it's like you know it's like run run rudolph and i'm saying come on man we've got to be a little more creative so i i retired santa i said look santa's retiring man we're gonna hit santa bought a yacht you know he traded in the sleigh so that was my that was my motivation for it and one morning i woke up with like this little melody in my head and i went over there and i started messing with it in about 15 minutes i had the whole song except for a couple little words here and there i had almost the whole song done i went to nashville and I met with my good friend Jeremy McCall and we were sat down in the publishing house. Cause I had a contract. I kind of had a, a deal on music row writing for, you know, country artists. I said, man, this thing would be great. And he looked at me, he said, this thing would be great for Kenny Chesney. I said, yeah, you know what? So we changed, we put that line in there about blue chair Bay. And so I said, you know what? It may be a good thing to pitch. Well, after about a year, Kenny didn't take it because buddy cannon, I guess didn't, didn't like it or the people that were plugging it didn't think it was good enough so I said my my uh my girlfriend Amanda who's also my photographer and videographer she looked at me one day before we went to Nashville and she said you know train you should do that she said that that would be really cool rocked up a little bit and I said you know what okay I said if somebody else is not going to do it I'll do it and I did and I'll tell you what man the first like week I got 30 some thousand views on it which is without a major label, David? You know that's phenomenal, right? I mean, that's really that's really that means the music's resonating with people. Sure, it's not millions, but then again, when you have millions, you've got a huge bank behind you that's pushing that, and that's really kind of like a false positive in some ways because they're putting money behind it. But me, I just put it out there organically, and I got a ton of freaking. Love, So it let me know that whatever I was doing, there was a disenfranchised part of the, you know, the the market where people wanted to hear that old style of 70s, 80s type of rock. And they were tired of being spoon fed pop that, you know, you served up as rock or country or whatever. And they gravitated to me. So I tell you, man, it really worked out well. So that's the story of Santa Barbara Yacht.
1: Well, uh, train. I, I want to be respectful for your t- of your time, and um, before we before we sign off, uh, I I gave you a choice of songs for me to play uh, as our playout song, and um, you selected one. Why don't you tell everybody about Twenty One Guns and a Million Tears?
2: Okay, so that's man. That is my rocket ship song. Let me tell you about Twenty One Guns and a Million Tears. Twenty One Guns and a Million Tears is something I wanted to do for every veteran, first responder. Anybody in the world that does something, puts a uniform on every day and writes a blank check to their community, to the country, to whatever they do. Okay, they don't know whether they're coming home that night, but every one of them are are, going to be offered a 21 gun salute when they pass, whether they die in the line of duty or whether someday down the road. They are deserving of a 21 gun salute. I'll tell you what, to build this country in whatever, how many hundreds of years that we've built this country. It has not come without sacrifice. It has, does not. It's not maintained without sacrifice. So, you know, whatever happens, when those people that do that to keep us safe and free, they get a twenty-one gun salute and a million tears fall. Trust me. So, I wanted to remind people who keep bashing this country and bashing the flag and doing this and talking about, you know, you know how bad it is here. Go live somewhere else for a little while. But I wanted to make sure that I brought to their attention what it really means to be free. Freedom is never free, my friend. So that was my tribute to everyone who's helped make this country free, including myself. Right. You know? So right. that's that's 21 Guns and a Million Tears, and that's why I chose that song. That's my rocket ship song, David.
1: Well, that is what we're going to play, uh, play out with. And I want to tell everybody they can find more information at www.308ghosttrain.com. And yes. uh, train. So I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule to come on. And uh, uh, I really appreciate it. Best of luck in the future. Whenever you have something new uh, you want us to plug, just let me know and we'll uh, we'll do that. Yes.
2: Sir. And I appreciate you, man. Listen, I can't do this without you. I can't do this without your fans. I can't do this without everybody. So anybody that wants to jump on board the train, please come on board. There's room for everybody all right i'm i'm an equal opportunity guy so everybody can jump on board if you need it jump
1: on board well we will we will and uh thank you again and to play us out here's 21 guns and a million tears
0: Where a hero's resting place exists, those waiting feel pain. and has gone, all from an unwanted knock at the door. Well, drop to your knees, but don't cry for me. A folded flag was meant to be, and as a funeral plays his song, well they're not forgotten, even though.